0: For the Alliance. For the Horde! Slay them all! Your
1: mum's a bearded ogre, and your father's a trog!
0: Hey, welcome back to Casually Casualcast. I am your host, Horena Swift. This is the Warcraft podcast for those who are hardcore about not being hardcore. Now, hardcore can be described as having an extreme dedication to a certain activity. And that that just doesn't jive with my casual vibe. So, because I enjoy all things in Azeroth too much to be hardcore about just one thing. So that is why the show is named what it is, and that is why I welcome you no matter what you enjoy in the game to enjoy in the show so each episode i cover warcraft retail while classic news in and out of azeroth i cruise some forums share community feedback and also share my adventures in azeroth and i finish the show by taking a trip through trade chat which is where we cover in-game and out-of-game events and anything that didn't find a home in the first part of the show well tie it up in the end part of the show so today's date is march 5th 2023 and this is episode 19. And did you know that you can have your thoughts, tips, opinions, stories, recruitment needs, event, advertisements, team advertisements, you know, for PvP or PvE, adventures, all of that stuff shared on the show too. You can tweet the show at Warcraft Casual or DM the show there on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at HARAINA. That's H A R A I N N A. You can email the show at CasuallyCasualCast at gmail.com. You can find past episodes, the show notes for Casually Casual Cast, the rest of the podcasts I host, and even how to join me in Discord and my Clutchmates Gaming Community Discord at cozypodcastnetwork.com and you can also look up clutchmates.card.co that's clutchmates.c-a-r-r-d.co and also clutchmates and uh, friends the discord is actually made public so I think you can just search it up there and join and you can call the Casual Casual hotline at 616-275-2759 that 616 275-75 <laughs> Now, my jingle is getting my number wrong. 616 275 2759. So, don't be shy. Leave a voicemail. Now it is time to hop into some news. All right, our first chunk of news for episode 19 is coming from Kotaku.com. And this is going to be covering some ABK news on the heels of our last episode where we discussed the meeting within Blizzard, especially towards those who work from home being called back so they could no longer work from home. And then like the shade being thrown at customer service and quality analyst positions in the job just left a a big sour taste in a lot of people's mouths well now we have some more updates and so this is an article by luke plunkett on kotaku.com the communication workers of america which is the cwa uh, filed charges against publisher activision blizzard claiming that the publisher violated several workplace laws in, retali- or in relation to the firing of two and testers. And the charges are related to Activision's recent decision to begin forcing workers back into the office, which has been met with resistance across the company's workforce. The CWA say that numerous workers protested the return to office plan, citing cost of living concerns and the impact it would have on their co-workers who might be forced out of their jobs. And then they go on to add that 2 QA testers expressed their outrage using strong language in response management set up disciplinary meetings where both of these workers were fired. Now, the CWA's stance, they argue that the, quote, outbursts and strong language in the context of concerted activity by employees is or used to be protected under the National Labor Relations Board until as recently as 2020, stating that before the Trump administration quote, systematically rolled back workers' rights, including modifying the standard for determining whether employees have been lawfully disciplined or discharged after making offensive statements, which ultimately limits free speech rights for employees. Unquote. Activision disagrees. They say, we don't allow employees to use profane or abusive language against each other. And this is coming from the spokesperson for the company, Joseph Christinat. And they also added, we're disappointed the CWA advocates this type of behavior. So these charges that have been filed against Activision CEO Bobby Kotick directly and alleged that the firings, actually the ones that took place on February 17, 2023, were made in, quote, response to the employees' engagement in protected, concerted, and union activity. So the CWA is also alleging that Activision improperly denied a request to have a coworker witness the disciplinary meeting which preceded the termination of their employment. And now the secretary treasurer for the CWA, Sarah Steffens, says far too long, Activision has gotten away with treating its employees, especially QA testers, like disposable workhorses. Firing two employees for joining with their coworkers to express concern around a hasty return to office policies is retaliation point blank. When faced with unfair treatment by an unscrupulous employers like Activision, workers should have the right to express themselves. So without really knowing what was said, the exact language of why the employees were fired, Were they just dropping a couple cuss words or were they making threats? We don't know at this point, at least from what's being reported. So right now it definitely feels like it's to me, in my opinion, in my opinion, it feels a little fishy. It feels like there is a feeling of retaliation that, you know, because the the employees that attended that meeting and that felt very slighted in how, Everybody, they were being treated, their their co-workers are being treated, took to social media and expressed their feelings. And it was really interesting because when you go to Twitter and you go to these Blizzard, like, higher up, or their, their Twitters, they were silent on it. So it's like the employees were very vocal, but the people putting the hammer down and throwing the side eye and being condescending were mum. They weren't saying a word. So like when you go to Mike Ybarra's, which ironically, remember last episode, I had said I hated his profile picture and he looked very snake-like. I'm not joking. Now he has a new profile picture and it's like a claymation looking um, one. And I'm going to say it looks better than the other one. So just saying. (laughs) I will never get um, Blizzard interviews and any of that because I'm just not good at blowing smoke up people's butts and I'm just going to call things like I see it, whether people agree with me or not. I just can't keep my mouth shut and I'm opinionated and that's my path I pick. So I just thought that was funny. But when I go to Twitter and I look at the Mike Ybarra's Twitter page and that's the president of Blizzard Entertainment And, um, you can see their Twitter page at quick Q W I K they actually like never addressed it. And to me, they just kept like tweeting on as if nothing, you know, nothing has happened. Nothing has happened. (laughs) You know, um, they just totally just charging forward and ignoring anybody and on their tweets, like for the past couple weeks you will have people calling them out on stuff you know like he tweets out new elevator art at blizzard campus looks awesome each side of elevator is done with a game well done blizzard entertainment team and then like there's replies like the only thing i want to see go up is employee satisfaction and wages but for some reason y'all opted to fire people for speaking out instead hashtag they deserve a better abk And, you know, so there's people calling them out, you know, on what's going on in in the business, you know. So it's, I don't know. To me, it's like when your dog poops on your floor and you walk in and you're like, who pooped on my floor? And they like look away like that wasn't me. It wasn't me. I get that vibe. I'm getting that vibe from these Blizzard hired ups. Like they took a big dump on the floor and everybody's like, look at this. Look at what you've done. Did you do this? Did you do this? And they're like. And like whistling and like looking around, they will not make eye contact and they will not address anybody's statements or anything. And obviously, there's legal reasons why, but you know, there's it's just not a good look. Like, it's just, in my opinion, it's just not a good look. So, that's what I have to say about that. We're gonna keep our eyes on this situation. A lot has transpired from the last episode, so I'm sure. episode 20 i would have some updates so let's keep an eye on them and hope that they have a great turnaround and that blizzard and the their employees can come to the table and agree on something that's good for everyone and not so one-sided and condescending (laughs) people who are the face of your company should be treated better that's what boils down to and you know the vibe from Their meeting a couple weeks ago was anything but that. You know, it was pretty much like, you're coming in, no more work from home, better be here by this time. I think it was like in April. Doesn't give very many people that much time to one, relocate or reshuffle around their life. That right there, when somebody makes these demands and they give you a little amount of time, to me, it just feels like they're trying to shake people off. And that is what businesses do. Instead of them trying to find a reason to, to fire you, they will make something so ridiculously uncomfortable or unrealistic work environment just so that they can shake off these people because they're annoyed by them. They're they're like they look at you like you're fleas and they're the dog, and they're just trying to shake people off instead of doing the right thing. That's my opinion. I have been union. I have been non-union. I have been a half-breed of the two where I have been hourly salary. I have been a manager. I have been a line where I have done a lot of things in a lot of positions. And in my opinion, I've had to strike. I've had to walk out. I used to be part of the UAW, a very huge union myself. And then I've also managed, been in management side. I know both sides. And to me and in my opinion, They're shaking these people. They're doing a shake down They're shaking this tree, and they're hoping these people, they've deemed like dead leaves, just shake off. That's what they want to do, in my opinion. From my unprofessional professional opinion, this is a shakedown. They're trying to shake off these people who are calling attention to their bad behaviors because they're completely ignoring their own bad behavior by ignoring anybody pressing them. And I haven't seen an adequate, like, public statement, you know, out, out about like this is what's up and that right now they're like we fired them because we didn't like their strong language okay to me that's not showing a, um, a stance from a company who wants to listen if you're not even allowed to push back and be like this is bunk I'm not a fan of this. I'm not buying what you're selling. They're like, we don't like your language. You're fired. But we don't really know what's being said. We, I mean, if I had to play devil's advocate, we don't know what was said. We don't know if these two employees were fired just because they didn't, you know, they pushed back. We don't know if they were fired because it was retaliation. We don't know if they were fired just because, you know, I was told one time, I remember getting hired in and you had to work 90 days before you could be union. I was told that if they didn't like the way that you parted your hair, they would fire you. Like it was very cutthroat. Um, so, I mean, these, it's a it's a cutthroat situation. And when you're trying to unionize, it's also a very cutthroat situation. I mean, this is a little mini war ground that goes on. Uh, my husband, he's union. And... We have contract negotiations coming up this summer and, you know, if you've ever been on one side or the other side, I'm just going to say it's not a pretty sight. And I really hope that at the end of the day that people can start looking at each other as people and not as combatants. That is the ugliest part. And people honestly wouldn't even need a union if humans treated humans humanely, you know? I mean, if you've done your research on unions, which I've had to do in my past the origin of unions were definitely necessary. If you fell on the line and you were ill to kick your body off to the side and replace you with another warm body. And we, we are more than just a warm body. We need to learn as a collective to treat people with compassion, understanding, but also hold people accountable on both sides. And I really hope that that's something that people can do. Stop coming and battling against each other and actually treat people the way you want to be treated you know that golden rule that so many struggle with for retail warcraft news did you know that the trading post vendors have updated their inventory for the month of march you can visit W, that's Tawny and Wilder, just outside the Mage District in Stormwind, or the Zenshiri Trading Post next to Hold in Orgamore to check out all the latest items that they have available. So I can just skim over some of the items to let you know. There's the Pandaren Monk Pet, cost $6.50 Trader's Tender, I'm eyeing the Dread Pirates Bicorn hat. I really think I'm gonna go back and grab that. That's 175 Traders Tender. I absolutely freaking love the filigreed Lions Maw Shield they have for $250 traders tender. It's stunning. I've been also eyeballing that, but I don't really I don't have mm, this is my dilemma. I play a hunter all the time. I should probably really try another class, but I just have so much. I think it fits my lifestyle. I like to be very um, jumping around, shooting stuff, and I feel super claustrophobic just standing and waiting to cast. I just like to jump around and be spastic. So that's how I play my character in game as well. But I really wish that I could carry this shield because it's beautiful. Definitely go and check out the Filigree Lion's Maw Shield. There's a fabulously flashy finery, which is like a purple-black two-tone. It's like a little dress shirt with a black jacket, and that's 50 traders tender. A beautiful frozen shadow one-handed sword. And, oh, I did grab this, the great cloak of the virtuous protector. I think that's amazing. Uh, they also have two swords up, two-handed swords that you can grab. The triumphant blade master shadowy and the. The shadowy Blade master's great sword and the triumph blade master's great sword I'm like there's a lot of great sword action going on this one was super cool especially if you have a gnome the trusty treasure trove it's in a freaking backpack and, and it's a little money chest how awesome is that and there's also the fell automate automaton exoplate. It is a whole armor set for 850 Traders Tender. And then there's another whole armor set, the Glorious Dragon Riders male outfit. And there's, um, now if you last, last month, there was the pink uh, cape with a little over the head hood action. Now they have, and that was all in pink. Now this one is the Vagabond's Midnight Threads. So it has like some stitching on the neck and then on the hood. And then on the cape that's attached on the back, there's some like um, shredded material look on the end. And the hood has a longer pointy lopsided type of a hood so it's not so uniform around the head it actually is like a little it's like a witch's hat that's gone limp (laughs) it's like a limp witch's hat and it hangs off the back of your character's head and then there's the wanderers midnight trappings transmog set that is the same color midnight kind of like a gray black with a hint of purple maybe a little drop of like a midnight blue i guess that's how i would say But it to me on my screen in game it looked more gray. The pictures that are like a gray black but the pictures that they show here have a little more of a midnight blue to them. So I'm not sure really what yours will look like. But I love the swoop cloth that goes in the front and then the cape drapes in the back. I do love that look now the one you're seeing um across social media if you're on twitter and most likely facebook you will see this month's bonus reward that is the the dark moon harlequins bells outfit uh, you can complete activities to fill the bar at the top of your traveler's log found in your adventure guide and then you'll receive this month's bonus reward the dark moon harlequin bell ensemble and it's a really amazing joker looking style outfit complete. We got the boots, the legs, the chest, the, the really, um, I would say amazing <laughs> headpiece that just shoots out. It is so stunning, but there is a hilarious meme. Um, my friend marathal shared on Twitter that had like Bart Simpson or yeah, no, not Bart, Homer. Through the dad sitting at the bar, and I was like, "This is how I feel right now." You know, all of a sudden, everybody you're surrounded by all the characters are wearing this one outfit, the Dark Moon Harlequin bells, and Homer's just sitting there, dressed normal, with his head on his hand on his um head, just sitting there, slumped over at the bar, just surrounded in Harlequins. <laughs> That's exactly how it feels. Everybody is so ecstatic about this particular outfit, and it looks especially awesome on gnomes. I'm just or goblins, like the short little Harlequin people running around are just precious. Now if you're new to the whole tender and the traveler's log and the trading and all of that, you get tender every month. At the first of each month, players with an active account in good standing will receive 500 traders tender automatically every month from a chest called the collector's cache. If you don't have active game time on your account and you're not a subscriber at the start of a new month, don't worry. Your tender will be awarded on the first day of the month when you do have game time for an active subscription. So this will be the same amount for everyone regardless of how you pay for your game time. Now in your Traveler's Log, you can complete the monthly activities listed in the new Traveler's Log. Every month will feature a rotating themed set of activities. These activities provide the opportunity to earn up to an additional 500 traders tender. So there's only a set amount of tender that you can earn each month through completing activities. So you won't need to complete all of the ones in the the log each month. So a lot of people like to go through and pick out like the easier low hanging fruit options and to try to get all those little boxes checked off. So players can choose to earn by continuing to play the game as they already do, such as completing quests, competing in battlegrounds, participating in holiday activities, and even running mythic plus dungeons. And you can also choose to take part in activities uniquely designed just for that particular month. And the one part that I really love, in case you haven't checked it out yet, if there's an item that you really have your heart set on, but you just don't have enough tender right now, you can freeze an item and check it out at the end of the other month. If you haven't purchased it, don't worry, you can freeze that item in place and then purchase it at a later date. And when you freeze that item, it will actually stay available for a month over month until you purchase it or you replace it with something you want to freeze in place instead. So I think that's really awesome. Our next retail Warcraft news is the announcement of two new heritage armor sets, one for Orcs and one for Humans, and this will be coming in the release of the 10.0.7 content update. The Human is an urgent matter. The Defias Brotherhoods is up to their thieving ways once more and have stolen a dangerous and powerful artifact from Stormwind Keep. You'll undertake the quest in Urgent Matter, from Master Matthias Shaw, where you'll aid him and an unlikely ally to uncover a mystery deep-rooted in Stormwind's shadowy past and stop the forces that march on Northshire and threaten Stormwind itself. This new quest is available for players level 50 and up who have reached Exalted with Orgrimore or Stormwind to undertake and gain several variations of the new human heritage armor to add to their collection. Now, for the Orcs, there it is called a People in Need of Healing, where you can help Eitrig bring back the Kosharg Festival from Old Draenor and prove yourself a true champion of your people. Orcs who undertake the quest, A People in Need of Healing, will need to earn the Blessing of the Clan, the Blessing of the Land, and the Blessing of the Ancestors to complete the Amgora or Rite of Honor before the assembled clans and many familiar faces. This new quest is available for players who are level 50 and up to undertake and gain several variations of the new Orc heritage armor to add to their collection. You can begin your journey by speaking to Master Matthias Shaw in Stormwind or e in Orgumor with the release of this 10.07 content update. And there are some hotfixes that have taken place and Warcraft Retail on March 2nd, 2023. They put some extra TLC love on that trading post, clarifying some language and categorization for the trading post activity related to collecting the traders Bicorn corn appearance. And then on March 3rd, 2023, they went and uh, gave some TLC to the Priest Discipline branch of expiation no longer double dips from damage modifiers no longer critically strikes and no longer ignores damage reduction effects and for the trading post then on march 3rd they fixed an issue where the change the appearance of your grand hunt companion activity would not complete if the companion isn't summoned now because i missed a week i will cover some hot fixes they took on February 28, 2023, where classes for the Paladin, they fixed an issue where Greater Judgment was not doing the correct amount of damage after its recent increase, and for Dungeons and Raids, the Azure Vault Crackling Vortexes have been adjusted so they no longer chase players. and the No cut Offensive, the Anara now counts as a lower priority target for certain player healing spells. Did you know that we will be returning to the Forbidden Reach? For Dragonflight, with the defeat of Razagath secured, a new opportunity to seek out and find answers about the Drakthe Vokers and their history arises within the Forbidden Reach. This max-level experience will introduce new bosses and objectives, additional storms, new loot, and more. Welcoming us to the Morcut village on the Morcut Isl- Islet, Islet. Every adventure in a new land has a starting point and ours will begin in the Morcut Islet. You will find a variety of vendors and quest givers ready to send you on your first adventures in the Forbidden Reach. And this is all in the new 10.0.7 content update that is coming soon. And um, the faction Envoys will be choosing between the Dragon Dragonskill Expedition, the Skara Tuskar, the Maruk Centaur, and the Veldraken Accord to help each day to earn a 10% reputation increase for that faction. Envoys will occasionally offer quests for extra reputation and elemental overflow to spend at the Envoy Traders for new rewards such as four new dragon riding customizations, the Bucky Battle Pet, and the Noble Bruffalon Mount. And during the Zekara Vault, there are new treasures. The game is afoot and there's treasure to be found in the Zakara Vault. Players will be able to enter a randomized treasure room to seek out the puzzles, monsters, and mysteries within. Each vault is unique to your character and available to complete until the next weekly reset. You'll also be able to undertake a new vault quest each week from the Black Dragon Varaxian, which will lead you through some long buried history. Pathfinder Jeb and Pathfinder Tatcha will help us start our foray into the vault and provide our first six Zakara Vault keys, but to gain the access to more doors within the vault, we'll need to search more of the forbidden reach to find them. With each door within the vault, it will require its own key to gain access. Keys are bind on account so they can easily be used by our alternate characters to continue our progress through the vaults. When we first venture into the Zakara Vaults, we'll discover a quest for an unusual ring. Delivering the ring to Researcher Amareth at the Morka Village will reward us with the Onyx Annulet. An experiment by Neltharion, we can use and infuse the annulet with the power of the elements by socketing up to three primordial stones. These primordial stones can be found as we discover treasures in the vaults. Every combination provides new and interesting synergies between them, allowing us to create interesting outcomes to aid us through the Forbidden Reach and beyond. With the primordial stones, they can be crushed into fragments and repurposed into an item to upgrade our favorite stones through our local jewel crafter. We will also be able to use these fragments fragments, fragments <laughs> to purchase newer stones from researcher Imareth. While you can't buy specific stones, they come in families so that you can target the ones that you want. And they also say, don't worry about losing primordial stones that you've already socketed. They can also be swapped out for other stones without even being destroyed. So there will be a new event called the Mega Storm. The impact of Razagath's escape is still keenly felt near her prison. And primal storms consisting of the varying elements continue to besiege the area outside her prison. Completing these storm events rewards us and us. We will also accumulate Elemental Overflow as we engage with the Forbidden Reach mysteries and creatures. Elemental Overflow can be exchanged for gear on the Morka Islet or the Mithrasa in Valdrakon. Now there's even going to be some more Dragon Races! Where we can take to the skies and soar through not one, not two, but six new races within the Forbidden Reach. We'll also gain access to some new dragon riding abilities along the way, so we should be prepared for just a little bit more danger as we make our way through the courses because the sky is not just ours alone. Now, there will also be new pet battles where we can meet up with pets battle master in forbidden reach to undertake a new challenge and gain some new battle pets along the way there will be new pet storms too remnants of the storms are channeling strength defeating minions and weakening them to claim them for our own by defeating storm touch pets we will be able to weaken defeat and capture new elemental pets to add to our battle pet collection and even more battle battles await. Even more adventures. I'm sure we'll have some more battles too because what's an adventure without a battle? We just never know who we're going to meet through the forbidden reach so we should all proceed with caution or they say we will meet our fate within some of the most dangerous denizens who have set up in the reach. So, uh, whether the Zakara Volts and their mysteries call to you, learning more about the mysterious drak Evoker, or facing challenging new foes, we look forward to seeing everybody in the Forbidden Reach. So, I love the fact that they are just pumping out this amazing content. Um, I love these really huge content patches. I love that this content drought that we've experienced in the past doesn't seem to be a thing right now. And I really hope that everybody working on World of Warcraft and and all the other Blizzard games are being treated with the amount of respect that they should be. I really hope that all this hard work that we are reaping, right, as as the consumer, I really hope that all this creativity all this hard work that goes into making this world away from our world amazing i really hope that they are valued by the company that they work for and i really hope that those who are in leadership positions can take a step back get off any high horses they may be riding and really look at their employees with respect and treat them accordingly. So that is what I really hope going on because I feel guilty you know and taking in all this awesome content and knowing like these beautiful worlds that we escape to for various reasons. I really hope those that put their like love and you can I mean look around, right? Look around, no matter what zone you go into, playing World of Warcraft, no matter what zone you go into is stunning, stunning detail. I love taking screenshots just of the awesome detail, the characters, like they don't have to put as much detail in the stuff and the fact that they do is just amazing and I really hope those people that work and put their just everything into their job and into their creations no matter what role they play at Blizzard, I really hope that they are being seen, you know, and treated fairly. We're going to dive a little bit deeper, too, with some more additions on that 10.0.7 content drop. Not only is everything that I just covered going to be available, be it with our Return to the Forbidden Reach and with our Orc and Human Legacy Heritage Armor sets, there's also a new winter pelt fur blog, fur bulk, I always want to call them fur blogs, Furbolg faction with the Winter Pelt Furbolg speaking a language no one seems to understand. Learn to understand and eventually speak their language as you help Sonova Snowden crack their peculiar dialect and earn their trust. And you can start the academic assistance quest by accepting it in the adventure guide. This quest will become available after completing the Winterpelt Hollow and the Rust Pine Den quest chains in the Azure Spam. And players can access their language progress in the spellbook. And I think that is so cool. So That is so awesome. The Monk class will be expanding to new races in the the 10.0.7 content update. The Monk class will now be available for Goblins, Lightforged Draenei, and Worgen races. And with these new quests, Bane's search of the Mela High Mountain is worried Bane Bloodhoof has traveled to the Onhoran Plains in search of an old friend who has gone missing but is insisted on making the journey alone. So we can help Bane solve the mystery of the missing Torin and come to terms with old hatreds. With the help of an unlikely ally, speak to Mila High Mountain in Valdraken to begin your journey. And there will be a Recruit a Friend refresh. All new rewards are arriving to the Recruit a Friend program, letting you bring in new and returning friends to World of Warcraft. Stay tuned to the official site for more details when they get closer to launching this update. And yep, we covered all of the 10.0.7 editions in our last segment, so there is so much stuff coming. Alright, so this is going to be exciting. We have lots to explore.
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute doc, Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean?
0: It's time for the WoW Classic news! In the Lich King Classic discussion forum, on March 3rd, Community Manager Kavix posted Greetings! Since the introduction of the Faction Change service in Lich King Classic, we've received a lot of feedback from players currently playing on locked, single faction realms. They would like to faction change and move to the other locked realm in their region. So they have temporarily opened free character transfers between the two most populated locked realms in each region. So you can move freely right now from Benediction to Farolina or from Farolina to Benediction. And they wanna remind us that the free character transfer service may be closed at any time without notice. And I must add, that was just the North American offerings, the benediction to Faralina and the Feralina to Benediction. But for those who are European Warcraft Classic players for Wrath of the Lich King Classic, you can hop from Gehenna to Firemaw, or Firemaw to Gehenna. And this all took place, like I said, on March 3rd. So these North American and EU regions each have these free transfers available. This was offered to give players that would like to faction change the ability to move their new factions to go to single faction server, because sometimes it gets really loaded so it seems like instead of offering these players to like go and pick a free character transfer off from these high pop areas it's almost like they wanted to keep them in these two high pop areas and just like throw the cards up in the air and then see where they lay that's like the vibe i get because it seems weird in my opinion, that they would just be like, no, you got to stay in these, you can only stay in these two really high pop servers and just mix it up. Instead of just opening it up and letting people escape to go to other areas maybe and see if that helps balance stuff. I don't know. But right now it just seems like they're throwing these servers, these two high pop servers, all the players up in the air, allowing them to remix and move and mash around and see like what they got, like how it all turned out. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to lie, it seems like it'd be an interesting experiment. but on the greater scheme of things I feel like they should just allow people to get off freely instead of just being locked in these little two options so that's just my opinion and they do like to remind you that at any point they could just pull the plug and be like okay we're not allowing any more transfer so if it's something that you were interested in I wouldn't wait on it I would definitely hop to that other spot if that's what you were looking for. And now for some Wrath Classic hotfixes. On February 24th, 2023, they made the change where players in an instance will no longer receive exhaustion or sated debuffs when they are not within range to benefit from heroism or bloodlust. On February 27th for Wrath Classic, they had some hotfixes to achievements the School of Hard Knocks is no longer required. For the Children's Week Meta Achievement for the Children, on February twenty eighth, twenty twenty three, in Wrath Classic, for PvP ranked arena matches that include participants from both the Americas and Oceanic Realms, are now always served from the Pacific Time Zone to, minis- to minimize average latency. And on March first, Wrath Classic. Dungeons and Raid hotfix, there was um, an issue that they fixed in instances where heroism and bloodlust were resetting the duration of exhaustion and sated, even if you did not benefit from heroism or bloodlust. So, in WoW Classic, there was a post on the forums titled White Main Era Cluster Locked. And That actually wasn't, I guess, supposed to happen. But there was a post by yotian 70 Shaman saying, Why don't you have a seat? I care to explain what you're doing here? Followed up by Balthusad saying, Same thing, I'm wondering, what benefit does this make for people who wanted to play on a fairly balanced server? And Jesse Lee had said, Actively trying to kill the small revival we had going? This company is shameless. Are you guys joking? Is this April Fools? Did they just seriously lock the white main classic era? And as Sean said, is this real life? WTF? So Blizzard is paying attention to classic era just to kill it? Hopefully something is going on. So there actually was something going on because there's a blue post. (laughs) Thankfully, thankfully, Aggregand, Agrend, I always say the name wrong. Wild Classic game producer, Agrend replied, saying hi everyone just popping in to confirm that white man era being locked is actually not intended and we are looking into this so hopefully we should have it unlocked soon thank you for your reports so that was something that took place a couple days ago so if that is a white man era cluster that you play on and you wondered why it was locked now you know it definitely wasn't intended so there was a freak out But hopefully things are situated now because they definitely knew it was an issue and they definitely were checking on it. And I wanted to wrap up our Wild Classic news by just sharing another post in the Wild Classic general discussion. Yes, I could have put this in cruising the forums, but it's not really a forum topic, let alone just more of a sentiment. So I thought, you know what, I just wanted to put it here because why not? And it is, a, it is a forum post titled, Thank You Blizzard, and it's posted by L. Ross of the Fat, Bald, and Old Guild. <laughs> I, thought, I just love that guild name. So awesome. Um, so they just wanted to say, I'm sitting here playing Classic Wrath Wow, and I'm truly having a great time. I wanted to take a minute to just thank Blizzard for some key changes and bringing this game we all love back to life. Thank you for Cross Realm PvP. Thank you. I think this was a great suggestion brought by the community and was shocked Blizzard listened and implemented so quickly. Hats off, guys. Truly appreciated from an avid PvPer. Wrath is the best. I'm truly enjoying Alduar and the fun that being a member of an active raiding guild brings. I haven't done this in a while, and I look forward to playing through this as much as Blizzard decides after we make it through ICC. Happy Sunday, guys! So... I just wanted to end our whole new section on a very positive note, because at the end of the day, there are a lot of amazing people making a lot of amazing things happen for us at Blizzard, and I think we should focus on that too. Yes, there's some turds in the punch bowl, but the whole punch doesn't have to be tossed out, right? (laughs) We could just pick the turds out. <laughs> so I just thought I wanted to add that because I agree. I love freaking Wrath. I have a lot of fun hopping in between my different versions of Azeroth. It can get a little confusing, but I definitely am having a blast in Wild Classic too. I'm bored. You want to go for a drive?
1: Sure. You know where I'd like to go? Where? I'd like to go cruise some forums. Hmm. Sure.
0: Alright, our first Cruising the Forums post is coming from my favorite place on Facebook, because you know, it's a wow solo player's haven. You should be familiar with it now, because I talked about it in episode 18 if you did not know about it, and if you happen to be on Facebook, you can look up the WOW Solo Players Haven group, and there's always a lot of awesome conversations taking place in there, and one of those is about a hidden room I had no idea existed, so I'm so glad I checked this out and I wanted to add it to the show, but I guess in Veldraken's main inn, there is a dragon statue in the corner to the left of the innkeeper and I guess we can just walk up to it and emote slash bow at it and we will be teleported into a secret room with a dance floor What? And it says to get out, you just run through the door with the orb behind you. How awesome is that? I had no idea this was a thing. So I'm definitely, when I'm done publishing this episode, I gotta head in and I gotta check it out. I just wanted to share this with you. So once again, that is the Vel Draken's main inn. There's a dragon statue in the corner to the left of the innkeeper and then you emote slash bow at it and you'll be teleported into a secret room with a dance floor. And from some of the screenshots that they posted in there, there's like the strobe lights hanging down, like the the big like disco balls and stuff. It looks amazing. How this is awesome. I gotta check it out. Alright, so here's our next one by Pippa Jones. This is on the WoW Solar Players Haven Facebook group as well. And they said, So a funny thing happened tonight, I'm doing the quests around the obsidian citadel and suddenly noticed I wasn't alone. Feeling grateful for the help, I continue. I've collected all of the key fragments I needed, thanked the other player, and asked if they have it completed. Only to receive silence. I go to hand it in and the player follows me and hangs around waiting. I think this is getting a bit awkward. I fly to a different area and the player appears again. I'm seriously thinking of using my stone to get away from them but I thought I would whisper to the player to let them know I'm I'm off. So I click on Asoria only to find out that she is actually part of the bloody quest. Oh my goodness, I think I've done the same thing. Um, (laughs) it's only part of the bloody quest. I feel a bit stupid. And then they put in parentheses, I don't often read the quests. I bit relieved that I have not got a stalker, but I bit chuffed that I've been soloing all this time against two (laughs) leads. That is so funny. That's so relatable. I think I've obviously, I've done that when you kind of like phase into the quest area and then your little companion that's part of the quest like reappears. I've often been like, whoa, why is this person all up in my business? And then I realize that it's part of the actual quest. But from her screenshot, I could totally see why she would have been um, kind of concerned <laughs> because it does just look like another player. Oh, was so funny. Now this is an activity that totally lines up with my personal, casually casual vibe as this post right here uh, by Jordan. Some guildies and I caused absolute havoc in Veldraken yesterday. We all used the recalibrator to transform into gnomes, then invited random people to our raid group and used prisms to change them into us. Once the transformation was complete, we all would yell, one of us. And the funniest part is they're actually in that Harlequin outfit. So not only (laughs) do they all were turned into gnomes, but they all were turned into teeny tiny gnomes with that harlequin transmog on, and it's absolutely amazing. So once the transformation was complete, we would all yell, one of us. They said, I almost died from laughing so hard watching 15 plus gnomes run around Veldraken. Most had left the group by the time we got a photo, but man, that was a good 15 minutes of mayhem. That is absolutely amazing. One of the most fun things that I love is doing crazy stuff like that. Like when you're um, on like this, like a big obnoxious mount and you just like circle. You're just circling like a fountain in a city and then all of a sudden somebody else joins you and all of a sudden somebody else joins you and all of a sudden there's like ten of you being obnoxious and bouncing around a fountain. You know, stuff like that. These little little mob things that pop up. Little flash mobs. Little Azerothian flash mobs. They always crack me up so I love that. I love those activities. Alright, so this forum post is coming from the World of Warcraft Dragonflight Facebook group and it's posted by Trina and they had to say, I ran Raz and Vault Raid today for the first time. I watched videos first. I feel comfortable with most of the mechanics shown except one. I wasn't clear on it in the videos that I have watched and well, it killed me super dead. Not too long before the group splits to leave phase one and one and gets knocked back to the side platforms, there are orbs that pop up. Those orbs smack me like a biotch. I only ran in a couple times because the group disassembled quickly, which was a good decision I must say. So thankfully I did not have to embarrass myself further, but I didn't get enough chances to figure it out or ask and I'm nervous to try again. Am I supposed to interrupt those or what? I have run Normal and Heroic on all bosses except Raz and so many times. I need to master Normal and Raz so I can knock out Heroic Raz. Time to quit putting it off. I'm a hunter. Don't give me any lip I don't let my pets run wild and I handle myself quite well on DPS and interrupts. Is there anyone well versed in Raz that can can enlighten me for round 2? Thank you in advance. So I wanted to add this to the show in case anyone else feels like they're in a similar position. So here is some feedback from the group. Nicole said there's several orb mechanics. Are you talking about the one where you spawn two of or the ones that add up? that adds the spawn. Trina said, I didn't see adds. Are there ads in phase one? So then Nicole said, sorry, I misread. So the orbs that spawn need to be stunned, dispelled, or interrupted. In normal, you spawn one. In heroic, there's one spawned, and a second one uh, once the first is done. Orbs exploding usually wipe the rain. So then they also, Trina said, Nicole, so each person gets their own orb or spark, is that right? Can I CC or interrupt it? And then they said, yes. Yep, ice trap and interrupt will be your best bet for heroic. You will also kill other peoples for them the same way. And then um, some more information coming in saying you should probably watch some more in different videos. I like stanky gaming and hazelnutty games on YouTube, Stephanie added in. And then we have some more feedback from um, John just saying use an interrupt on your orb. Bill said, "There's an explosive trap that knocks a bunch of the balls away, and on heroic Raz, it's nice because they have to be CC two times. It's is easy fight once you get the hang of it and remove the shitters from your groups." <laughs> so then, um, Tyler said that for heroic res if you want to focus your own you can ice trap and interrupt the next. And Sarah said on heroic you need two interrupts or one interrupt slash one stun or one interrupt slash purge or whatever your abilities are. You need to pop two floaty orbs, priests can mass dispel a couple. Druids canon cap roar a couple, and then you need to figure out the go-to abilities for your class. So thank you, Sarah. I think that is the best coverage for this question. Alright, our next forum post lands us over on reddit in the classic, the reddit slash classic wow forums. And this is a post titled, too many bots, especially in BG, the only reason I want to quit wow. And they say, am I the only one who thinks about quitting wow totally because of the bots? I used to play a lot of PVP, but especially BGs, and it is not really playable anymore. I really love this game. But I'm not sure if I should support this anymore. Blizz is doing nothing to ban them. The whole economy is ruled solely by bots. Whole farming areas full of bots. People stopped bothering and even stopped reporting them. Sorry for the rage quit rant, but I don't know how to solve this problem anymore but to wait for another MMO. Now, let's see what the Redditors replied with. Mavel50 said, only thing Bobby cares about is the shareholders. Quitting is the only way to hit the wallet. skinner 93 what a name, said, as long as bots are profitable, no company will ever take banning bots seriously. Bots are profitable for the company equals they will always be around. 3Rant3 said, do you really think bot accounts really pay $15 a month? limdis said why wouldn't they how are they playing if the time isn't paid for and then three rant three said because they use fraudulent credit cards and chargeback schemes stolen accounts to get free wow time paying fifteen dollars a month would kind of cut into the profit significantly how much do you think these bots can generate and limdis said i don't know man when i bought gold or other things from people who botted and instant farmed they were making what, 50 to $60 a payment? I was on a mega server, and I saw the same tunes regularly. Talked to one guy who said that he made $1,500 U.S. Dollars a month, tax-free. So I get your point, but I would think it wouldn't be worth the hassle for $15. Stolen accounts? If your account gets stolen, you effed up. I'm sure it happens. Just don't make sense why they would go through the hassle when Blizzard doesn't even care about bots, so it's not like the account turnover warrants trying to steal or defraud credit cards to make it happen. And then Striker40K said, join us, we are many. And Orange Kupa said, I'm pr- I too am pretty disappointed with the bot problems and BGs. I used to enjoy doing the occasional BG to snipe fools with my powerful gear, but now it's just all bots. I can't PvP for nuts, so I don't do Arena. I just like to stand at the back line and cast spells to kill people to run away. So, I don't know. Um, A lot of the bots that I had experience with in, like, BGs, you could always tell because they always would do the same thing. It's not like they were really creative. They would just get killed, spawn, run back to the same node, get killed, spawn, run back to the same node. So, it's like, to me, it was like easy... Um, honor kill farming, you know, farming these bots. So I guess it's not an entire loss if you can take out the bots pretty easily. I don't know. If you can't, then I could see why it would feel like it sucked. (laughs) But it definitely, it sucks going out into the world and like running into those that are bought farmers especially in classic where the nodes aren't as plentiful as they are in retail and you don't you can't share nodes like you can in retail someone goes up farming a rock you know in classic you're screwed until it like somehow regenerates and and within a window of time and are you going to stick around and wait for that or go to try to find the nearest node so i don't know it can be pretty crazy and i think i told a story i don't know if i have but i had a friend that used to say they would, it would be on my friends list and my like my Battlenet list years ago, and they were like, "Hey, if you see me on today, it's not me playing, it's my friend. So if they don't reply back to you, don't get mad and think I'm ignoring you. This was like years ago, and I'm like, I wouldn't get mad anyways if somebody wasn't replying to me. But they were just letting all of us know that they're going to let their friend play on their account so you know if they don't reply to us don't get mad they're not ignoring us well come to find out was because he actually worked as a botter like he he worked as one of those gold farmers and those levelers and he would just put a bot on his account and just run a bot and that's when he would get mad because i put i had a character on an opposite faction and i just thought um it started to catch on i was like wait a minute this is weird i went and found his character in one day and i was around the hinterlands i remember uh, where you kill the turtles on the beach and there's a lot of turtles on the beach there and when you go down the long mountainside, and i remember just killing his character over and over again because it would literally do the same thing it would rez and it would run back and just start killing the turtles no interaction with you, no, nothing. Now, if it was a real player, and if it was his, quote, friend, they would have done got pissed off. Because I murdered him a good 20 times over and over again. I thought, you know what, if you're going to sit here and bot, I'm just going to farm you for honor points. Over and over and over and over and over and over. We were on a PvP server back back in Cata. And I just remember just killing him over and over and over again. And he was so pissed. He got back and he's like, <laughs> he's like what is this you guys kept killing my friend because then like more of our guildies came over started killing this character because it clearly was a bot it clearly was a freaking bot so then i confronted him. i was like dude you're, you're running a freaking bot okay that wasn't a real person nice try and then he's like okay fine don't tell on me and then he like told us that like he he would get paid like he would meet a person on a boat like real. And I was like, this sounds a lot like, you know, um, the Big Bang Theory, like where they met a troll under a bridge and you know, <laughs> try to do some transaction and stuff. So I don't know. I think that there's not just one way people bought and make money. I think there's multiple ways these people use bots. I think there's small operations, large operations. Some are ran on um, stolen accounts, stolen credit cards. Some are done you know, differently. And what I can agree on is that bots exist. What I don't know is how many variations there are and how they're getting and making their money. But yeah, I that can definitely feel their frustration. All right, our next forum post is from Classic Wow Reddit. And it is a player wondering why are there almost no open world chests in TBC and Wrath of the Lich King? They were such a nice aspect of the game. Encourage you to explore zones in vanilla. So there's um, the first reply. Is by angry saying they were removed from dungeons and open world to reduce bots being able to farm them. And then HighPine killed my dog. Also added this. I remember some old forum posts about bots farming Mechanar chests and therefore chests being removed entirely. Bots are still why we can't have nice things in MMOs. And then Tick said, yeah, TPC, someone found that rogues and druids could reach several chests in a couple heroic dungeons, and then they would farm blues all day. And then Alun said, wow, if only there was like some way to place a chest next to mobs or behind a boss that make it impossible to open them solo. (laughs) And then um, Vigaren said, the bots would just swim under the map so the mobs can't hit them and loot everything. And then Pupmaster pup said, yeah, now they just do that with herbs. Didn't even know this was a thing. And then DB Canuck said, ever see a node you can't mine or an herb, even though it shows up tracking? Because it's placed there deliberately by Blizzard as a honeypot for bots. If the node is mined, the, the bot is hacking. Not used as much anymore as bots are more clever, but back in the day, it was a viable strategy to catch them so then they said thank you for explaining milkman thank you for explaining that because it always drives me crazy that i spend time trying to figure out how in the hell people are supposed to get to some of those notes and i thought blizzard was just being an a-hole that makes a lot more sense (laughs) so there if you didn't know now you know all right i can't pass up this for a post on the Blizzard forums under the general discussion community section. And it's titled I Asked Open AI Chat to Write a Scene Regarding Silithus. And this is posted by Romeyer as 70 Blood Elf Paladin. And they had put in the request to the OpenAI chat to write a scene where Sargeras' swords finally becomes unstuck in Silithus with the help of the heroes of Azeroth the aspect guardians and the titans the result is as follows <laughs> deep within the barren wasteland of Silithus Sargeras sword had been stuck in the ground for centuries a symbol of the old god's power and influence over the world many had tried to remove it but none had succeeded that was all until the heroes of azeroth arrived led by a legendary champions of the alliance and horde the heroes had come to Silithus to put an end to sargeras's schemes and sargeras i think i'm saying sargeras it's like it's Sargento cheese or something. <laughs> Sargeras' schemes once and for all with them were the aspect guardians the titans and a host of other powerful allies as they approached the sword a powerful energy pulsed through the air causing the very ground beneath their feet to shake but the heroes pressed on determined to complete their mission as they drew closer the aspect guardians stepped forward their powerful magic holding back the dark energies emanating from the sword can you hear it (laughs) It's like a pulsating energy. (laughs) The The Titans followed their immense strength, ready to assist in any way they could. With the help of the Guardians and the Titans, their heroes approached the sword, each one reaching out to touch its ancient hilt. As they did, a blinding light erupted from the sword, causing them to shield their eyes. For a moment it seemed as though the sword would never budge, but then slowly but surely it began to move. Inch by inch it rose from the ground until it was last it was free. With a final burst of energy, the sword released a wave of dark energy, but the heroes were ready. Working together, they channeled their own magic and pushed back against the darkness. When the energy dissipated, they found themselves standing in a barren wasteland no longer. The sky was clear, and the sun shone down upon them. The land was verdant, and life had returned to the once dead soil. And there, at the center of it all, stood the heroes of Azeroth, the Aspect Guardians, and the Titans, victorious over the darkness that had threatened to consume them all. And then they finished by saying, I would imagine the cutscene would be absolutely epic. That is pretty impressive. I've been hearing a lot about the different chat AIs, and that, I have to say, would have fooled me. I would have thought that that was written by a Blizzard employee. <laughs> Not necessarily a Blizzard employee, but like a Chris Metzen or something. <laughs> so um, Ploxbox said, what sword? Get out of here with your nonsense, Ploxbox. <laughs> um, so Great Bobo said, more coherent than Blizzard writers. God, what's your nonsense, Great Bo- Bobo? And then, um, Prettiness said, these AI bots are not very good writers. I don't know. I thought for being an AI chat bot or whatever, I thought they pretty good. I didn't, because, you know, a lot of the, like, the AI art stuff always are making, like, the eyes really wonky. Like Canva, um, that free graphic maker, they have an AI uh, beta section where you can like put in your prompts and like get some sort of an art from it. And all the eyes are like jacked up. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this is not even passable. <laughs> like, there for some reason, that's I find the AIs really have a problem with fingers, like putting either the right amount or what like fingers and facial stuff is very weird so that's just been my experience so, so i just wanted to, to share i thought that it was pretty pretty cool it's a lot better than what i had anticipated but yeah it, it did lack some depth it seemed to be very generic you know but hey i'm i think they did pretty good
1: Has your guild died and you don't want to join another guild? Does your guild log in and raid then immediately log out, leaving your casual booty alone and shivering, talking to the statues in Veldraken or the potted plants in Dalaran? Is your server dead? Would you would rather order a pizza instead of buy a server transfer? Do you love your guild but also love to expand your social circles in the hopes of hanging out and meeting fun like-minded people? Is the phrase the more the merrier tattooed on your butt cheeks do you love to play many characters multiple factions across many different servers making it hard to establish roots in one guild do you crave to be a part of a guild family but you're also an introvert so it's kind of complicated like the relationship you have with netflix that keeps you entertained but keeps killing off your favorite shows after one season is the poster GAMING IS ABOUT THE JOURNEY AND NOT THE leaderboards. A poster PLASTERED ON YOUR BEDROOM CEILING? DO YOU LOVE WARCRAFT BUT ALSO ENJOY PLAYING OTHER GAMES ON THE SIDE? DO YOU WANT TO ADD ANOTHER DISCORD TO THE PILE YOU'RE ALREADY A MEMBER OF AND SHARE THE LATEST PICTURES OF YOUR butts OR THE LATEST SCREENSHOTS FROM YOUR ADVENTURES? DO YOU WANT TO HELP GROW A NEW BIFACTIONAL CROSS RUM VARIETY GAMING COMMUNITY? then Clutchmates Gaming Community may be for you. There's actually only one way to find out. Head to CozyPodcastNetwork.com or CasuallyCasualPodcast.wordpress.com and find out more about the group. The Discord invite link is right there for you. And you can find out how to join us in-game right from the menu options. Or, and also, follow uh, Clutchmates on Twitter. Can't wait to meet you.
0: Alright, time for my adventures in Azeroth. So after a complete week of just consuming a lot of World of Warcraft, I had like three Azeroth life's going on. I was doing my Moonguard RP, I'm doing my um, Proudmore main, doing all the stuff like a max level, dabbling around with my um, crafting and just trying to just keep gathering stuff. I haven't launched into the crafting yet in retail because it's a little, uh, dynamic for my, um, time right now. I really just want to wait it out because I don't really need it right now. I just want to focus on rep grinding and just exploring and enjoying my time. And then also I dove back in, to Wild Classic to start crawling my way to 80, and I'm like halfway into 71 because I had to, I I didn't have to, I chose to unlearn my engineering and my mining because I just couldn't be bothered with trying to max it out. The mining was easy, obviously, once you get going, but the engineering was just not fun for me. So I unlearned it. I went back for to ground zero on my 70 in classic and just started skinning from the bottom up, and I made my way all the way back to skinning in the new wrath zones of the Borean tundra and so on. So also I am leveling my leather working up now. So that that took, I'm telling you, like those three Azerothian life that I was playing, like my RP, my retail, and my classic. I got so burnt out on Warcraft. I took like the past week off. So I wanted to put out an episode last week, but I just wanted to vegetate and craft. So I was making crocheting like uh, book covers and stuff with like um, plastic canvas and stuff. So so I'd like to do a lot of things. I'm, I love to create stuff. So if I'm not making podcasts and playing games, I also do crafts and, and all that jazz. So, I am back, and I dove back into retail last night. Uh, we had our very first Clutchmates group up, and I want to give a shout-out to Poseidon, to Slash, to my girl Minerva, she's such a doll, and we all dove in and started working on some old raid achievements, and... Um, clears more or less mythic dungeons that I never step foot into because I'm just not that's not my play style so it was cool to go in and see these raids that I've never been in and had no desire to go in to actually go in and check them out and do you know old content it was a lot of fun so slash it it, what we learned is that the clutch mates is performing exactly how i wanted it to the clutch mates if you did not know is the my new kind of group community that i have in world of warcraft and beyond and i named it clutch mates because we are clutch mates we win because of Dragonflight, you know um when you were born into like you're hatched in your little uh, egg group, you know, you are clutch mates. So dragons lay eggs and they're clutch mates. And I just, I like that vibe. So my whole goal of the group is to be able to be more or less like a cherry on your Warcraft Sunday. Like we're not meant to replace your guild. We're not meant to be a guild, but we're meant to be a group of like-minded, awesome, casual, friendly People that like to do a variation of things in the game, maybe most of us might be predominantly solo players, but we also like to have those connections. So Slash had put in the Discord, hey, is anybody interested in maybe doing some old content together this Saturday at like 8pm central. So there was like three of us were like, yeah, I'm down and we all hopped into discord and we had an absolute blast we played for like three hours or more we then we got to i can't remember because it was such a blur all these places and names are so new to me so but we uh, were beating our head against this one um this one mechanic in the um, it's the raid with the mother let me check okay yeah so we were in the raid all deer yeah, let me, I'm going back up. Mother is the second boss of all deer, So we made our way past the mother and we did all that stuff. But we kept banging our heads on the, the boss that you all have to jump down into the hole at the same time. And then once you're down there, you start, um, you can get engulfed in these blue balls. <laughs> I'm not kidding, like literally. So we're like, is this intentional? <laughs> so, so if you were sucked into this blue ball you are like incapacitated you immediately turn into like an enemy you're flagged against your party you know so they have to knock you out of the blue balls (laughs) then you're free but if you get too close to the blue balls you get sucked back in so that will prove to be quite hilarious but also we realized we needed more people because although we got every time we tried we learned more and we got further but we needed more people to to um, do the mechanic to further that so that we we put that on hold and we did as far as we could and then we hopped over and we did um, some legion one dungeon or mythic stuff and so I can't remember all the ones we did. We were just like that's what I loved is that we were all we all got together we had a clutch mate being like hey do you want to do this i really want to work on this because there's a lot of stuff even if you're a solar player like if you don't have a group of people to pull from it's hard to make those connections so it's like you don't ever get to do it and we're like oh cool so like the three of us plus you know so four of us as a group we all were like yeah such a chill vibe we didn't go in and be like power hungry or loot thirsty or Um, stepping on each other's toes like what we got is what we got and you know we weren't fighting or bickering and there wasn't some power hungry dirt to dirt trying to run like that's the vibe we want is just let's help each other do stuff in the game with a chill friendly vibe and help support each other and lift each other up and have a blast during it so definitely Minerva had tweeted out you know, like I had a blast it was a lot of fun and it was we just we laughed we learned we helped each other do you know unlock these achievements that a lot of a lot of our little group didn't even have yet so I thought it was a lot of fun so if you're that sounds like something that you're interested in, definitely find us. Uh, we are at wow Clutchmates on Twitter and you can join the Discord and that has all the information on how to find us in game just by going to CozyPodcastNetwork.com and there's the Discord link there. And then you also can find us in game by going to your community tab. Selecting the uh, cross faction option and just search us up for cl- for clutch meets. So, and if you want to keep track of further events or if you want to put a request in the Discord to see if anybody's game, we'll let you know. So that has been fun. And then, because I hop back into classic, I play in the Lions Pride Tavern Guild on Pagel, US. On alliance side so if you're looking for an awesome place to call home and wild classic that are a friendly vibe of people that also want to help each other um, succeed and move forward in the game and do stuff together as a group and try to pug as least as possible that is a great place to go and so they are putting together now I hope to get some actual voices on this um, further with um, Tumlo, who's heading off the raid um, group and building it for Lion's Pride Tavern. And then also Bricko is um, going to be helping uh, be a part of this too. So both of them should know something. So I hope to have them on the show at some point. And, but this is what I know they need. Um, If they're trying, their goal is to create uh, two different vibes for the raid group in Classic. One is going to be a tier behind, and that they will be running Saturday and Sunday. They start at two and they go till they're bored, but normally it's like two to four on Saturday and Sundays for a couple hours on Sundays, that's what they do. and then they're going to be creating a second group that is going to strive for current content, and they just really want to stress that it's not a demarcation of like, casual and serious it's more or less what the player wants to do there's not one raid group is not going to be better or more valued than the other they're both are going to be valuable but they want to cater to the player's desire in the game so they both are want to be the the message that i got from tumlo is that they both are going to have equal value and equal importance they just wanted to offer something for the player what you desire to accomplish they wanted to have an option for you so that is the vibe Kind of like, I was kind of like it's thinking of, if it's like if you go into the Lion's Pride Tavern and sit down and want to order something off the menu, that's how you look at it. It's not saying that this group of people suck and they don't know what to do, so we'll call them the casual people. And these people are the baddest people. We'll call them the hardcore raiders. Because, yeah, you know, it's not going to be like that. That's not the intent. The intent is to sit down and go, yeah, I really feel like eating this. um tear behind (laughs) casserole (laughs) and I'm not really wanting to dive in to the more serious kind of like um steak yeah I'm not feeling steak I still want to mow down on this casserole so that's more or less it's what the player desires to accomplish in the game nothing against the player and what they want to accomplish so hopefully i will have uh them be able to join me at one at one point and like elaborate in their own words but this is my best interpretation at this point point. and then and then um i created a um, brew tusk today because um they have decided to kind of try to do like a twink a classic wow twink pvp So we're going to try that out. That'll be interesting. I'll let you know how that's going. So I just got to get Brutusk to 19 and then turn my experience off. And then we're going to try to do some battlegrounds and stuff as twinks. We're going to try to twink ourselves out. So that sounds like something you're interested in you know where to go, head to the Lion's Pride Tavern Discord. It's public and you can just join. And I also linked it in my Discord too. So if you join the Clutch Mates, I put it there so you can easily join us over there too because um, both vibes are great vibes. So that's what I've been doing right now in game. I did get in and got to do the new trading thingy. And I think I already told you kind of what I got earlier in the show. So I love my new back piece and all that jazz. So right now my Azeroth bucket list is going to be continue to grind some rep in retail. Um, try to find some more. Oh yeah, I also added, sorry, I, my brain fires off and I don't want to lose my thoughts. I added the Moon Guard events from the event discord that I think I shared last episode, I added their event uh, discord notifications in the Clutchmate discords too. So if you like to do RP on Moonguard, and I think they're linked to another server too, um, it also notifies the clutch mates who might be interested in RP and stuff on Moonguard um, upcoming events because they've been posting, it's really cool, like job fairs. They call it like the job fair, and it looks like they do it like every month. And that has, they already have next month or the one later. I think there's one around towards the end of March. 2023 where they will be posting what they call a job fair and you literally go and you rp and you're like looking for a guild so you get to like rp interview to see what other rp stuff is out there they all show up and they call it a job fair and i'm like that is so freaking awesome so that is definitely going to be on, I'm going to keep leveling my RP Hunter, and then I'm going to be leveling my Classic Hunter, and then I'm also leveling my Classic Twink Hunter, and then I'll be grinding out my rep on my main on Proudmore. So I have a lot of stuff, but I'm not going to let myself get burnt out this time because I needed like a whole week to just veg. I just vegetated and I watched a lot of like Murder, She Wrote. I've never watched that show. It's like, it's like old, it's an old mystery writer show. Everybody, Angela Lansbury's in it. And I was freaking addicted. I just vegetated watching Angela solve all these mysteries. And I loved watching it because it was so crazy looking back at like the early nineties and how the actors and everything are like so different now. Now you can't even step on the screen you can't have pores. You can't have wrinkles. You have to have like veneers on your teeth. Your hair has to be perfect. All these actors and actresses look amazingly airbrushed. Holy mother of biscuits. Go back and watch some 90s shows, right? The freaking the murder Wrote. <laughs> I'm like, wow, it's night and day. It was such a trip going back. I'm like, these, this must have been an amazing time to be an actor and actress because back then it looked like everybody was 40 and up. And everybody was like wearing business attire and everybody was like their hair everything was so different and it was just i was so intrigued i was so intrigued by all the characters and how different they were compared to like our actors and actresses now i back then they just look like real people now they look like like they're so airbrushed and and so much hair and makeup and plastic surgery and all this stuff. It's just crazy to go back. So check if, oh. so if that sounds like something you're interested in going to, go into it. But I don't want to burn myself out that I have to go back and step away because I played way too much Freaking while. Well. I'm not saying it was bad. I had a blast, but I overdosed myself. <laughs> I need to like balance I need to work on balance okay so it's hard because it's winter and every time I turn around I see the sun and I'm like oh and then all the, we get a bunch of freaking snow on us and it's like what are you gonna do you're locked in your house you know it's like what are you gonna do play warcraft play all the warcraft you can until you get so burnt out that you have to watch television <laughs> so all right I'm done rambling anyways that's been my adventures join us join me it's a lot of fun and i'd love to explore azeroth with you all right bye bye i'm gonna head into i think we're on our way to trade chat all right now it is trade chat the place for extras the place for spotlights the place for tips and recommendations in game events all that jazz Okay, so just letting you know that the Dark Moon Fair returns. Step right up and prepare to be amazed. The Dark Moon Fair celebrates this wondrous, exotic, mysterious from around Azeroth. This mist-shrouded island is a conundrum wrapped in an enigma accessible for one week only at the beginning of each month. So come closer! The Dark movie, it actually started today, well, now it is technically Monday, but when I started recording it was Sunday, so it is the first Sunday of every month, so that would have started on March 5th, and it runs for a week. So you can get your Dark Moon game tokens from many of the games. You can get Dark Moon prize tickets that you can purchase most of the items that you will find on sale at the Dark Moon Fair. There's also, I believe, an experience buff and all this awesome stuff. Pat battles, daily mini games, prizes and rewards, player versus player, all the stuff. Achievements. So that is be going that will be taking place for this week. This week and Good luck and have fun and i might see you there all right our next event is an rp charity event this was announced on moon guard role players discord and it goes as follows pamphlets are seen on call boards and scattered throughout the major cities of azeroth for a charity bowl benefiting the medic without borders organization will you join for a night of networking dancing drinking eating lectures and entertaining oh Did I forget to say and prizes who it's a neutral event for all races and classes when March 25th, 2023 at 7 p.m. RT Moonguard time realm time Moonguard time where Concord Conservatory in the Waking Shores proximate location to be announced. The server Moonguard US open to all RP servers. The anchors to the RP server will be announced on the event server. And yeah, they have their own Discord too, called Medics Without Borders Charity Ball. So I'll have to put the link to that. Yeah, please join their event Discord to register for the event. So I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. And the recommended attire to to wear when you show up to this event is formal, so make sure you are dressed in formal attire. While this is an in-character event. We do have a dedicated link to provide donations to the actual Doctors Without Borders for those interested in charity work. Note, those that donate using our link will be entered to win a half body piece art from Mishi Art. So sounds like an absolute blast, doesn't it? So maybe I'll see you there. I'm going to put the link to the Medics Without Borders charity ball discord in the show notes as well as their pamphlet with all this information that I just shared with you. We will be starting a new time walking dungeon event according to the wowhead.com event list so starting on march 7th uh, 2023 at 7 a.m the north run time walking dungeon event will activate and that will run until march 14th at 7 a.m right now we have this is our last day to do the world quest bonus event that is active and because that will be ending on march 7th at 6am so We have one day to take part in the World Quest bonus event left. While this event is active, completing World Quest awards bonus reputation with the appropriate faction. World Quests are a good way to improve your reputation and get basic gear without needing a group or long time commitment. Just open up your map, check it via your phone on the Legion Companion app or the Wowheads World Quest page to see which quests are up at which time. And this is also the last day for the pet battle bonus event, which while this event is active, your pets will earn experience at triple the usual rate. So get out there and battle. And this, as the same as the last event, ends on March 7th. So you have just one more day left before our new batch of events are active. And for those who love PvP and WoW Retail, this is your last day for the Deep Six Resource Race. That goes from February 28th to March 7th, so it ends tomorrow. But don't worry, because Frozen Arathi Blizzard Resource Race starts on March 7th and goes through March 14th where we will be able to put away our bathing suit, pull out our parka, and enter a winter wonderland as the Arathi Basin, you know and love, gets a fresh coat of ice and snow. We'll be racing our way between the farm stables, mine, and lumberyard, and blacksmith through piles of snow over a mostly frozen lake. One more thing, the weather forecast calls for a bit of fog of war. We hope you're prepared for the weather. So once again, that's frozen Arathi, er- mixing frozen and Arathi. We got Prathi, <laughs> Blizzard Resource Race running from March 7th through March 14th. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Casually Casual Cast. You can have your thoughts. Tips, opinions, stories, recruitment needs, and adventures shared on the show, too. You can tweet or DM the show on Twitter at Warcraft Casual. You can follow me on Twitter at Holdreyna. You can email the show at Casually Casual at gmail.com. You can find past episodes, the show notes for Casually Casual Cast that has all the links to everything I talk about, the rest of the podcast I host, and how to join me in game through my Discord at cozypodcastnetwork.com. And you can also call the Casually Casual hotline at 616-275-2759 and have your own voice shared on the show. So, and also if you want to help support the show, feel free to leave a review wherever you can. It's greatly appreciated. Happy travels to you. Till next time, Azerothians. Horena out. May our paths cross again. I'll
1: always treasure our time together.
0: Goodbye. Peace. On that.
1: In my native tongue, my name means dances with tassels. <laughs> 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 <sighs>